All right, here we go. Welcome back. You are listening to Only the Important Stuff. I am your host, Jeff Heinrich. Um, today is January 6th. Got uh, February 6th. Oh, February 6th. <laughs> yeah. Jeez Louise. Um, yeah, so the, Disney will do that to you. But got an exciting guest uh, for me. Um, and part of kind of like my, my reason for why for doing this uh, this week is, you know, just something for my kids as they get older to, to listen back to and, and hear how we thought it was to raise them and what we were going through as parents. Uh, but today, my guest on the pod is my wife, the lovely Jennifer Heinrich. Welcome back, sweetie. Thank you. Um, yeah, so, you know, wanted her to have her on for two reasons. One, uh, and probably most importantly, the thing that I think matters the most is uh, our baby boy turned nine, like mm. two weeks ago. And, you know, I always had this thought and or idea that I would write them letters, kind of recapping what I was thinking, feeling, you know, the excitement, the challenges things we were proud of, all that stuff, you know, for the previous year. And I've done it on occasion, <laughs> not frequently enough. Um, and so since I'm doing this now, I figured this would be a great way to kind of memorialize our thoughts and experiences from the past year of raising our children. So, yeah, Jack's nine, you know. I'll just kind of throw it back to you, like, first and foremost. Like, what was, what's kind of, like, been the most exciting part and or most fun thing about, you know, raising Jackson this past year? Oh, gosh. Um, well, obviously, he's our firstborn, so everything is new with him. It's a new experience. So I would say that's probably the most fun part about him um, is that all of the experiences we're experiencing are brand new as far as children are concerned. And um, it's been a lot of fun. He's a great kid. We're very, very fortunate that um, he is such a, an awesome little dude. Um, he's funny. He's quirky. He's caring and sweet mm -hmm. and so good with his sister and, and buddies and yeah. loves animals. Love that about him. <laughs> yeah. um, he's just a fun little guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think it's super fascinating to kind of watch him this last year kind of becoming who he is while also still being like this child. Mm -hmm. right like very much he's definitely that in-between stage right yeah. yeah it's it's been interesting to see you know to see it come out at times to see him try to suppress it at times um yeah i know for me as you said right like it's he's our first going through this stage at this time in his life and you know kind of seeing him try to navigate that. I know in the past, like some of our bigger challenges with him had always been like helping him control his emotions, mm -hmm. right? Helping him understand it's okay to mess up. Yeah. It's okay to fall down. It's okay yeah. to, uh, you know, lose a game or, you know, not 
win all the time, you know, whatever, right? And I don't know if that's a firstborn thing, but he's, yeah, he does tend to be very hard on himself. Mm -hmm. Were you? Yes. And I'm a, I'm a firstborn as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I, yeah. That's why I asked you. <laughs> yeah. Very much, very much so. Very critical of yourself. As the middle child. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, expectations were lower. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My parents didn't care how I did. No, uh, I, w I do wonder, like, if, if my sister felt that way as well. Just pressure to be perfect? I, I don't know. Is that yeah, what you it, felt, or? Yes, yes, if you weren't, and again, I don't know if it's a firstborn thing, or if it's just an individual type of thing, but... Yes, not. I don't know if it's pressure from everybody else, more just yourself. You just, and I, it's it's a detriment. Like I know that I see it with Jackson, and it's like the worst trait to have. Um, mm -hmm. But I remember as a kid, if I wasn't the best or perfect at something, I wouldn't try as hard because I wouldn't want to be seen as, you know, not being perfect or great at something. So it it's a detriment to you because obviously then you're not trying your hardest and you're not, you know, I, I see that in him. I do wonder where that comes from. That has to come from parents. I don't know. Right? Yeah. Just the... But I don't feel like we instill that. I, like, I feel like we're constantly trying to push him to to try harder and... For sure. Not be hard on himself but maybe subconsciously we. It's got to be something that we're, that, and I, I don't mean like us specifically, mm -hmm. because it, it is a very common stereotype of firstborn children, like trying to be perfectionists, and like the second is Type much a. more <laughs> laissez-faire, freewheeling, you know, dances and, to the beat of their own drum type thing. And maybe other people have different experiences. Maybe... Maybe some people have kids that the second born is more the type A or the third child is more. Yeah, and there's always going to be exceptions to the rule, but that is a stereotype, yeah. right? Is that like the first born yeah. is very much like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's got to be something that parents are doing, and I wonder what that is. If it's just like our. Just being uptight about everything? Yeah, like right? Yeah. Because you remember when they're born, right? Every, as you just mentioned, it's the first time we're going through this. Right. So. It's a bigger deal. Everything is a big deal, mm -hmm. especially when they're babies, yeah. which is very... The formative years. Yeah, and... right? You know, they knock something over. Do you freak out or do you not? Um, the, you know, cheering them on when they take their first... I don't know if, that, if that's what kind of creates those core memories or those things that kind of form their personality so much. Mm -hmm. It's got to be something that we all do as parents that make them like that mm -hmm. or I helps them, mold their yeah man. maybe that's not the right words i don't know but like yeah there's got to be something we're doing and i know i i it's something i try really hard to like now especially with sports and like as you mentioned all those the giving up and the the not wanting to try hard because it's hard i try really hard not to like get on him about mm -hmm. because i don't want him to feel like that i i I know growing up, like seeing my sister have her moments of, you know, 
It's a great story, right? Like we went golfing with my dad when we first moved to Fairmont. <laughs> she she'll probably like kill me for this, but at the same time, I think she acknowledges it's hilarious. We're golfing. We've never golfed. I, honestly, I don't think I've ever I had ever golfed before in my life. I was twelve. My sister was you know fifteen, and we don't. So we don't know what we're doing. We've played baseball which is terrible to like try and transition into golf. And my sister, I don't know if it's like the third hole, second or third hole, but we're not long into it. You know, she's struggling as I will. I broke my dad's club and I thought he was going to murder me. Right. (laughs) She's on like the, we're on like the third hole and she's trying to do something. I don't know if it's just even hit the ball or what, but she keeps not doing what she wanted to do. And she just like threw the club and essentially was like, fuck it, I'm out. And she just bails and like walks off the golf course. And my dad's like, Jennifer, get back here, Jennifer. <laughs> and like internally, I'm just like dying laughing because, you know, you're seeing your sister like have a meltdown. But that's a common thing. And you see it, I, we definitely saw that with him in his younger years yeah. of not being able to do something. And, you know, I don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like he's still like that at times? I think he, we bring it to his attention a lot and we try to advise him of the repercussions of not trying your hardest Mm -hmm. at things. So I think that he's cognizant of that and he does put forth more effort because of that. Um, Because we do try to push him a little bit more. um, And we do, like I said, talk about Hey, if you don't try, you're never going to get better. And, you know, you, you've got to work at things. Not everybody, you know, is just perfect at everything right off the bat. You have to work at it. Um, so I think that he's gotten better. And plus, you know, he's he's older. He's more rational. He's uh, controlling his emotions a lot more than he did when he was, say, five. You know, so um, I think he's gotten better. But, yeah, I do. I just, I still see glimpses of that. And it just reminds me of, me as a child and I hate that for him I just want him to Mm -hmm. push through that you Mm -hmm. know yeah and I I mean I we had this I briefly mentioned it to you right I he and I had this long conversation yesterday while you were um off doing something and just about working hard and like practicing and giving it your all you know because he has his moments of frustration where the team doesn't do as well as he wants. Yeah. And so, well, what can you control in this situation? Right. And he's like, well, you know, my effort, you know, how hard I'm working. I'm like, absolutely. That's all you can control. You're not going to win everything, but you can control how much work you're putting into it to, tr- to improve. And it's open point blank. I was like, dude, I don't ever see you working on that. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're talking about basketball, right. And, So I just asked him point blank. I was like, why don't you like to practice? He's like, ah, it's just not fun. I'm like, well, son, nothing is, like, to get better at something is never fun. It's never fun putting in that work trying to get over a hill. Mm-hmm. It's super fun coming down a hill, mm-hmm. Right. And in sports, those are the games, you know. Football players practice six days a week. They only play one. Basketball, you practice every day. You might play two or three games a week, like, as you get older. 
baseball, yes, you play a lot more often, but so much of that work is done in the off season and preseason, and then even before the games. You know, the good guys or the good players are taking BP. They're taking ground balls. They're you know they're working out. It's three four hours of work prior to a game, and that's how everything is in life. It's preparing for those moments, and if you never prepare. You know, and I told him, I was like, if you never prepare, son, when you get into those moments, you're just, you're hoping and praying things go your way mm-hmm. instead of trying to control some outcomes. And, you know, he seemed to get it. And I, I feel like that conversation couldn't have happened a year ago Yeah, with him. I mean, you, you know my struggles with talking to him and having him yeah. look in a different direction, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Stare at the TV or, you know, be distracted and, you know, how I lose my mind when that that's going on. And, he you know, he was looking at me and he was engaging with it. And as a dad and someone who wants to see their child succeed, it, that was a very rewarding conversation just to see him kind of get it mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. uh and then he goes down and he practices for 30 minutes mm-hmm. you know, dribbling that's all he can do in the house mm-hmm. he can't shoot hoops here i don't have a gym at my house um but now hey i'll start looking up where are open gyms and see if he wants to go and i told him i'm also and i don't know how you feel about this i told him i'm also like on this edge and not knowing what to do on whether or not I push you or yeah. wait. Yeah. And. Because you don't want to take the fun. It, it is correct. about having fun at this age. Correct. In my opinion. And you don't want to take the fun out of that. Yep. You don't want to push him too hard to where he resents you or whatever it is you're pushing him in. Agreed. Agreed. And I told. I, but you also was, don't want to let him. Uh, s- be a lazy yeah. piece of shit. Well, yeah. I just, yeah. I'm just being honest no, because, sure. like, yeah. th- this is all work ethic, mm-hmm. and that's what I always related to him when we, <laughs> when I have this conversation. And you've heard me, you know, tell him this is that any you want to be good at anything in your life, whether it's a sport, relationships, work, you have to put in work at it. You have to practice, right? It takes repetition, you know, 10,000 hours in order to be great, you know, what, however you want to look at it. And there are going to be good days and bad days. And so I'm constantly, like, telling him that. And so for me, it's not, oh, my God, I want you to be – in my head, I'm shaping this or I'm framing this as it's not that I want you to be good at sports. I could care less. And I'm also very well aware he is – Highly, 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 highly unlikely going to do that for a living. Right. But I am trying to instill in him some work ethic. Mm -hmm. And so I told him, I I struggled with this, Jack, because I don't want you to, you know, dislike anything that we're asking you to do or putting you in or something that you find some joy in right now. But I also struggle with your lack of want to. Yeah. Right. Your want to get better. And so I told him, I asked him, I'm like, would you be upset if I pushed you a little bit more at things? He's like, no, I probably need it. Which is, yeah, because he gets, like, I said, the only thing you want to work hard at is video games. 
Not that you can't make money doing that. I get, I, and I enjoy it as well, and I look forward to doing that with him. But it's the only thing that he gets excited about to like go mess around in, you know. And so yeah, it was nice to hear him say that. And I'm not gonna go like crazy psycho sports dad on him, mm-hmm. but. You want 30 minutes on the PlayStation? Go dribble for 15. I'll du- Whatever time you put into like getting better at something, we'll double it and allow you to play and have fun and still be a kid, right? Screen time, video games, whatever. He's a very social child, so I feel like, you know, he enjoys, for instance, playing basketball. He enjoys playing in the games. He probably, en- I think he enjoys going to practices as well because he's with his buddies and he's practicing... I understand why it is not fun to go down in the basement by yourself and dribble for a half an hour, you know? Right. But that's also the bare minimum. Right. No, I I understand that. You know what I mean? Making it more fun for him, maybe, you know? And that's what I, that's what I tried to impart on him is you can make a game out of anything. Mm -hmm. He's creative. Mm -hmm. I mean, shit, I used to be a laborer. At construction sites. The amount of silent working that you're doing. I mean, it's, you're just by yourself. You're in your head. You're not, you know, I, I wasn't uh, an electrician, which is the people I was working for. I was just a grunt. So it was, it, and they wouldn't talk to me. They had shit to do. I was, you know, the, 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 the bitch boy. Like, go clean this up. Go screw that in. You know, the very menial task that, does not require somebody who's paid like they are paid. And so I would make games of it as I'm doing it. How much, how much wheelbarrows of trash can I pick up and dump in a day? You know, I, but I took pride in it. And, th- and that's what I was telling him. I was like, look, man, like, see how many times you can dribble with your left hand with your eyes closed before you mess it up. Like, tell me your record, right? And do all these things with it. And he's like, okay. And then we went downstairs. He's like, he asked me to come help him practice. I said, my pleasure, son. Yeah. Came down there, and I was just messing around with him. But we drib- he was dribbling for 30 minutes down here, you know, whether I was pretending to guard him or do funny things with him and just kind of making up games with him as he was doing it. He, he was into it, and apparently he came down here this morning and was doing it. So, you know, that's on me got to like help him understand and show him other than just talk to him like how to make these things fun because it is boring. I get it. Nobody wants to you know, when you look at yourself professionally like you don't want to sit there and work on excel forms. <laughs> <laughs> right? No one wants to become a guru in excel. It's boring as hell, but at the same time if you put that work in and you get better at it, it's a skill that you have that sets yourself apart and elevates you and you know makes you a valuable member of the team and so on and so forth and that's just kind of what i want him to see so it's nice to see him respond positively for sure yeah yeah and i i think we struggled with that sort of response you know a year two three years ago um and letting him be a kid right it was do you push him or let him be a kid and i don't know i just i see the frustration and i guess i'm not gonna like kind of let him decide anymore it's kind of more, all right, it's now my, it's my time to be a parent and kind of push you 
without being crazy about it right. and being cognizant of what crazy looks like. Right. right. <laughs> you know, and it's a fine line. hundred percent. hundred percent. So if he ever says, I don't want to do it. All right, fine, man. I won't, mm-hmm. you know, belittle him for quitting because he was doing the work and not every day is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Right? Like yesterday felt like a really good day while we were doing it. And there'll be days where we're going to do it or it's going to, Suck, and he just needs to kind of, like, walk away. All right, I get that. I've been there as an athlete. Not not all your days are good, you know. Um, anyways, Jack and sports, fun times. What were <laughs> – did you see anything that, like, this past year that you thought, you know, we need to work – more on with him or I wish he wouldn't do that or I don't know. Um, I'd say leading up to this past year, we really, I think we really had to emphasize being a good friend, a loyal friend, sticking up for your buddies, not mm-hmm. going with the crowd. Yeah. Um, he is by nature a people pleaser. Yeah. So, you know, trying to help him navigate that and go against what he naturally wants to do in pleasing others and sticking up for what's right and what he believes in and doing what he wants to do, not... And that's also a fine line. Like, you want to teach them to have their own beliefs and morals and and do what they want to do, but at the same time... You also want them to be a good friend and accommodate others as well, you know? Right. Yep. So that's that's something that's hard to teach as well. Like, how, 100%. You know, 100%. That's always been one of my big things. Like, you should let your friend have a turn in what they want to do. But at the same time, you got to stick to your guns and what, you know? Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. You see it a lot in little kids, right? Yes. It's it's my way or the highway. Yes. And you still have to remind him. You know, especially when he plays with Joslyn. Mm-hmm. He wants to do his thing mm-hmm. versus what she wants to do, which is, you know, two years behind him. I get that. Um, I feel like he's getting better at that and yes. willing to engage with others on what they want to do. I know he doesn't want to play football all the time or whatever that might be, and but some of his friends do, so he does it. Mm-hmm. Even though he doesn't want to do it all the time. He Sometimes he likes to do other things, play stuff, he's whatever. I think one of the things that this year that concerned i i don't know if that's the right word but just kind of like took notice of was his um wanting to you know kind of i guess be with the cool kids yeah um just hard to like talk to him about right now so I try to just, I don't know, I try to point out the behavior like that those kids 
um, are exhibiting that I don't like. Yeah. Calling other kids trash. Whatever. And you, I'll be honest. I'm shocked at how much it, that happens, especially in sports. Mm-hmm. Like when those kids are playing those games and flag football, I mean, they are ruthless to each other yeah. at eight years old. Like, <laughs> I was a little shocked by that. I, I did, because I don't remember that growing up. I don't remember playing baseball and someone telling me I sucked on the other team and there not being repercussions like right. instantly from a, an adult or a dad. And so when you've noticed that, have the coaches and or parents just not been around to see that behavior or um, were they, they just didn't discipline? Well, it usually goes hand in hand with like an asshole coach. Yeah. Right. Um, like when I kind of called out that one coach in flag football, that, that team was very much, you know, they were, they were talking shit Mm -hmm. to our team. I didn't say that's not dude, you're their coach. You coach them how you want. You, they'll get their come up and come up and one day. That's kind of always how I approached it is if you're going to talk shit, you know, if, what, what's the saying? Fuck around and find out. Talk shit, get hit. Like eventually it's going to come back and it's going to, it's going to sting. So it's not on me. I guess I never looked at that as like that's my place to tell you how your kids should behave. Now, if you're an adult, I'm gonna you know gonna check you on that. But yeah, it, it, you don't see them correcting it, and it you know I see how it would affect him and the other kids. They they cannot handle it, right? Right. Understandably. Like, it's the first form of bullying, yeah. um, belittling that they're really probably experiencing. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, right? Because I think a lot of kids prior to that, you know, they're outside with others, but generally there's adults around, not a lot of six-year-olds getting left alone outside. <laughs> Just for hours on end to do whatever the hell they want. Um, there's usually an adult or two, and... I think a lot of parents at that with kids that age will step in no matter whose child it is and kind of be like, hey, yeah, not cool, man. And so that was – it's kind of one of the first times I think you've, I saw that and have seen that exhibited towards others. And it's just like, dude, it's, kind of, it's a hard pill mm-hmm. to, like, observe without wanting to jump in and tell that little eight-year-old – you ain't shit. You ain't never going to be shit. Mm-hmm. So shut up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard. Like, I, that's what Put I want to tell. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you're, I, I can't do that as a 42-year-old man. <laughs> like, without, like, fighting other adults. That's going to be the repercussion of, like, yeah. chewing out an 8-year-old. Yeah. So, yeah, it was... I And I don't know how that's going to affect him. I mean, fortunately, I didn't ever like really witnessed Jackson participating in it. But at the same time, absolutely, you know, like he's never been one to, uh, 
when he was younger, they had little incidences, but, um, you know, in the past couple years, he's not been one to bully other kids, which yeah. I appreciate. But 100%. yes, it is concerning that he wants to be around the people that are bullying others. Yeah. Um, but I will say, you know, one particular instance with, you know, a kid he was trying to befriend and hang out with who was belittling others, you know, that kid then allowed his buddies to um, kind of pick on Jackson. And I think he, he learned from that and how it feels to be picked on and um, that it's not, it's not fun. Um, and so I think it did help put into perspective who some of his re- better real friends are that appreciate mm-hmm. him. Because, you know, we told him, hey, that if he was your real friend and he really cared, cared about you, he wouldn't let his other friends say those things about yeah. you, you know? So right. Um, I think that was a good learning experience for him because I've noticed he he seems like he is understanding who his better buddies are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think there is still that uh, people-pleasing aspect that he has about his personality where he he wants to fit in with everybody. And There's always going to be that pressure, yeah. you know, of... Like I, nobody wants to be, a, like, an outcast. No. And he's not. Like, he... No. Everybody, most kids love him. Yeah. Um, so he's very fortunate in that respect. Like, he, he has good social skills yeah. and people skills and... Yeah. Um, gets along with most most everybody. Yep. And he is, t- you know, typically a leader in a lot of those situations. But he does come across some kids who are more of the bullying type that yeah. he tends to um, submit to, I guess you could say. <laughs> submit, you know, I. He's want, he wanted to hang out with them. I think, obviously, that incident that you mentioned really helped him see... See though, see that situation differently, but I do. I have seen how it's affected him in some respects as well. In that, I see him kind of starting to, uh, as I mentioned, as as I mentioned earlier about right. Yes, the child is still in there, but you're also starting to see some of this more grown up behavior, you know, not wanting to dance in public. Yeah. Not wanting to go up and just talk to somebody new for fear of, I don't know. Um, and that, you know, it's the erosion of childhood, whatever you want to call it, that I don't know, it just kind of makes you sad. He's getting embarrassed about certain yeah. things and, yeah, more self conscious about 100%. Yeah. Right. Like, versus at Disney, right? Like, Jocelyn was just like, Hell yeah, I'll go dance with yeah. the the dancers from Africa, right? Like, she's a seven-year-old out there cutting a groove with these guys who are doing, like, legit moves. It was awesome to see her just like, yeah, I'll do it. And there's a crowd around, and then, you know, we had to kind of, like, push Jack out there. Yeah. Like, it's okay, man, right? Like, and he used to love to go correct. and dance in front of everybody. And yeah, play. that's what I'm saying, is he used to be very much... Yeah the one who would lead the way in that. Yeah. So it's it's a little sad, but I'm curious where will where he will be in a year. Right? Like what he's going to 
I will say, I've been shocked that he <laughs> that he's been into stuffed animals so much recently. He's really taken a a liking to stuffed animals and like childish little kid types of things. I don't know. Wouldn't have. Yeah, you so see that. It's like he's holding on to his childhood in some areas, you know. Mm-hmm. Very much so. He. And again, that's it's the glimpses, right? You see, I think it's still. Maybe I'm being optimistic. Eighty twenty, mm-hmm. of the child, yeah, in him, versus you know what we all do, right? Which is create a public persona, mm-hmm. right? You, you create Put your mask. You and... create your mask. Mm-hmm. This is how you want the world to see you. And, you know, maybe it's more 90-10. I don't know. But I obviously can't observe him at school. So I don't right. know how he behaves there. Right. But when I see it, it's very much 90-10, right? Like you – and I hope it stays close to that way. But, yeah, the, the stuffy thing, I, you know, <laughs> which I – yeah, is is – and I'll, yeah, hey, it's go for it, man. I, I don't care. Like, and he still wants to snuggle, and he yeah, um, like go for it. I I, I love it because it's a glimpse of like you know the the kid in him still, and you don't want them to cool. lose that, right? Yeah. Um. Anything you were like disappointed in, or like the your your that you were the most proud of of him in this past year that you um, can think of? I mean, I, I'm proud of so many things about him and that he does. He's just an awesome kid all around. Um, mm-hmm. He's a very polite kid. He's um, empathetic and sweet. and um, So I really appreciate that. Um I am proud in, I feel like he and Jocelyn have grown even closer. Um, like, I feel like they mm-hmm. they play a lot more together, and they, he's, he's very good with her. I, you know, like a big brother, every, you'll, you'll always have an occasional fight or two, or, she'll, or he'll kind of pick at her sometimes to get a, a reaction. Totally. You know, that's normal. Um but, like, when I just think of it in comparison to, like, my brother and I growing up, he's so good with her. Like, he, he lets her, I don't know, he just lets her do kind of whatever she wants, and he's he's just really good with her. Um, and mm. I appreciate that. Um, I think he's getting better at sticking up for her. Um, I think there's always room for improvement in that. But, like, when it comes to, you know, little buddies in the neighborhood that might say or do something that upsets Jocelyn, um, we have really tried to work with him on, you need to stick up for her. You need to mm-hmm. stand up for your sister. Look out for her. Um, so I think he's gotten better in that. Um, whereas he used to kind of be the antagonist sometimes um, and help kind of get some reactions out of her with her buddies or with his buddies, I mean. So for sure, um, I think he's gotten a lot better at that. So I'm yeah. proud of him for that, and I, I think he's gotten better at being a, a better friend to his his buddies instead of trying to hang out with the popular kid and 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 
hang mm-hmm. out with the new kid, like somebody who's new and different. Like he, yep, he's gotten better at appreciating who his buddies are. For sure, you know, yeah, treating them better, and yeah. I, th- that I think was all just a learning experience. Like as a child, learning how to cultivate good relationships and be a good buddy, and it's, it's just a big learning experience. So I think he's just growing and getting better in those areas. A hundred percent. Yeah, I'm. He's he's definitely as you said he's gotten a lot better with Jocelyn, especially. And I always try to, yeah, like it's okay to like have sibling disagreements. Yeah, for sure. I was very much like you, right? My sister, older, we fought all the time. Uh, yeah, pick, picked on me <laughs> yeah. a lot when I was younger, um, until I got big enough to essentially defend myself, you know, and. So it, that's just part of like growing up. So I let them kind of have their moments. I, but they don't really have like the, they I'm don't just have a so ton. Shocked. No, they no. get along so well. Yeah. Like they rarely fight, 100%. and when they do fight, it's usually pretty. Yeah, it's very mild. Yeah, it's very mild. Uh, I, I think because he also knows, you know, mom and dad will <laughs> jump in pretty quick For and sure. be like, "Knock it off, dude." Yeah. Versus, I think, like, probably when you were growing up and when I was growing up, the gender roles were reversed, right? And the, yeah. the girl yeah. was the older one, and the dads were probably very much easier. like... I, my dad was for sure easier Easier on, on you, but yeah. also, well, he's got to toughen up, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of let it play out a little more. Mm-hmm. And or they were just disconnected a little more. I don't know. I think we're very much more... Um, engaged as parents nowadays and I don't mean that negatively towards our parents I just think socially it was different back then mm-hmm. that they weren't as helicoptery. <laughs> yeah, yeah for better or worse whatever it may be mm-hmm. um yeah and I've, I've he has gotten better in the public settings with her. He still has his moments. Yeah, for and sure. I have to remind him, you know, yeah. you have to remind him, but he's, he's gotten a lot better. And yeah, I think those, that, those moments of, you know, just being a good friend, being loyal, you know, the things that matter to me more than anything. Yeah. He's exhibiting traits of that, which I, I genuinely uh, respect mm-hmm. out of him. Cause again, he's, he's nine, <laughs> you know, right. it's, it's hard to, Hard to do as a nine-year-old. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, you know, where he's at when he's 10 years old. And that Uh, kid is so observant and just smart as a whip and has a memory of a steel trap. Like, like he just. Must get that from you. (laughs) The opposite. (laughs) I have the worst memory. I I, I mean, I probably have some form of dementia already. I don't know. (laughs) But. Um, yeah, he I mean, he definitely gets gets the observing observance from you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he he's very aware of his surroundings. Very he in, is in tune with everything you say or do. Correct, as I've met, you know, and retains it. As I mentioned <laughs> on one of the one of these episodes with my brother, right? He watches TV. He picks up everything that's stated. You know, he let me know that the Jacksonville Jaguars were. Going to make the playoffs and, you know. He'd be great I'm, at trivia. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, right. He'll, bar trivia. There's your, there's your career. Yep. Actually, strike that. 
the weather. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be a weather. He's a weather <laughs> freak. And I think it stems from his anxiety about storms. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know Very, where this anxiety came from because neither of us care about storms. Like we're correct. not scared of them, anxious, nothing. A lack of exposure to it? I don't know, right? But he sees a tornado warning on the TV in, you know, Grand Marais, <laughs> which is up by Canada, and he assumes we're going to get hit by a, a tornado. He's very, in, he's yeah, so he's very into the weather. And <laughs> just about everything. It was funny, like, he, you know, my mom was just here, and we'll get into that here in a second. Um. But she was here, and he was telling her all about the weather, and she was just like, oh, my gosh. And I can't believe how, like, much he's talking about this. And he was, you know, rattling off a bunch of stuff to me. And I just kind of turned to her, and I, 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 I said, was I ever like that with Dad? Like, did I ever just, like, pester him with these... Spew words out. Innocuous <laughs> yeah. facts. Yeah. And, you know, and she's, she said, well... Yes and no. Definitely more about sports. You would talk to him a lot about that. But not about, like, the mundane. And that's what he wants to talk about with us all the time is, you know, what's the weather going to be like? Um, How far is the drive? What time are we leaving for the airport? How how long does it take to get there? Mm -hmm. You know, he's... Yeah, he's just so in tune with all of those things yeah. that it's like a nine, a nine year, eight and nine year old should not give no, two right. shits about. It's hilarious to to listen to, and I try really hard not to like be like shut up, right? Like that. Mm-hmm. If it was an adult, I'd be like, dude, I don't want to fucking talk to you about my drive to the airport, right? But Jackson is. You know, how, when do we have to wake up? What time do we have to go? Right? When should I wake up? You know, he's, he's not even all questions about it. He tells, he tells correct. you, we need to leave an hour beforehand if we want to get here at this time. Yes. It's like, okay, Jackson, <laughs> like we he's got it. We so got it wrapped up in that shit. It's hilarious. Yeah. Wanting, wanting to pack for a vacation, you know, yep. two weeks in advance. And mm-hmm. just, <laughs> he's yeah. very, he likes to plan. He's very meticulous. He, um, I do find it funny too. I'll be, standing outside watching them play. And instead of wanting to go play with his buddies, a lot of times he just wants to hang out near me while I'm talking to my friends to, to hear what we're yep. talking about. Yeah. And to participate in our conversation. Mm-hmm. It's like, Jackson, go play. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but he, he wants to be intertwined with the adults. It's a normal thing. I remember like... I remember doing that too. Being a kid yeah. and wanting to be privy... To what felt like were secret conversations, even John, though they're not but secret. Doesn't do that. Again, she's seven. I know. Right, just turned essentially. You know, but I remember reaching that kind of stage in my life, and you know, wanting to be tuned into those things, even though they weren't secret. <laughs> it, parents were just like having conversations, yeah. but it was stuff I didn't, never knew about or talked about right. or. Anything. So it's just kind of like the inquisitive mind, and he's that's Super what he is. He's just very inquisitive yes. and wants to learn things. And you know, when we're driving, like he's looking things up on his iPad about where's Jersey Mike's, where's 
you know, oh my gosh, there's you a target the down the road. Up for you. Correct. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to tell me how to get places. It's like, dude, we're good, man. Appreciate you. He's very much a backseat driver. So yep. that's that's been fun to fun to observe. But you know, speaking of like driving to an airport, we uh, just just got back from Disney World. I've mentioned it on, you know, a couple of the podcasts I've been on that we were going. And so I guess we'll kind of like transition into a little bit of a Disney World recap, right? But we went for six days, five, whatever you want to call it. We were there six days, but one day, two of the days we didn't go to the park. Um, Yeah, I don't know, right? It, overall thoughts, right, was, was it... Well, let's just start with, was it worth it, in your opinion? Because I think a lot of people have this perception of it's so much going into it, right? There's so much. There's so much you got to plan for, so much you want to try and squeeze in, and it's so much money, and so on and so forth. So just off the top top from your perspective was it worth it i mean i think making memories with your family is always worth it Mm -hmm. i am very much into um traveling and experiences and Mm -hmm. um, doing things rather than buying things um i think if you have the money and can afford it for sure i think it's a especially when your kids are at the right age, too. I, I see so many people bringing their kids, and more power to them if that's what they want to do, but bringing their kids at really young ages, like infants, two, three-year-olds. And yeah. to me, that Disney World sounds like a nightmare <laughs> with you know a, a baby or a toddler just because they're totally. not going to really remember it that much. Um, and those are really long days. Um, yeah. And you're having to spend most of it probably taking a nap in the hotel room. And you're going to deal with the meltdowns and you can't rationalize with them. And um, so you're not making the most of your money, I feel like, if you bring your children when they're that young. But to each his own, you know, if, if you don't mind spending a lot of your time in the hotel room or dealing with meltdowns, then by all means, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I felt like our kids were at perfect ages. Um mm-hmm nine and just turns just turned nine and just turned seven and so they loved the character greetings and they enjoyed the rides and just the nostalgia of the park in and of itself um parks i should say um so yeah i thought i thought it was a lot of fun and i think it's definitely something that they'll remember Um, for sure i think they're at the age that they'll remember you know a good chunk of it yeah um and so we spent six days at Disney and then uh, capped it off with um, a few days at Clearwater Beach. And that was fun. It was a nice relaxing end mm-hmm. to the trip because Disney is so go, go, go. Um, and that yeah. was our first. Well, we had gone what, eight years ago yep. um, when Jackson was one and I was pregnant with Jocelyn. And I don't remember anything about that trip. Um I just remember being in the hotel room a lot, sleeping <laughs> with Jackson. Right. Um, and he couldn't really ride any of the rides. And so it just, I don't really remember Disney then. But um, there was definitely a lot of planning that went into this um, because we wanted to maximize our trip because we don't plan on going all the time. 
Um, cause it is, it's expensive and, um, and it's just not necessarily our thing to do all the time. Like, I think it was a great experience and we might go again in five years or so. I don't know, but, um, but it was fun. Uh, we had a good time. Yeah. I know from my perspective, Sorry. Uh, Tina's. <laughs> Our dog is chewing on the cord. Yeah, we're, we're recording this uh, in the basement, and <laughs> all three of the dogs are here. And Tina's we laying on Jen's mic cord and just <laughs> trying to chew on it. So that's fun. Um, yeah. yeah, I think from my perspective, it was very much worth it. I know I was dreading it. Yeah, I was too. <laughs> uh, which is so wild. And procrastinating with the planning. Like, yeah. I just, there was so much planning that goes into it it's just like oh yeah i i was i was dreading it i was you know a bit hands off i shouldn't say a bit i was just hands off i was like yeah you want to do this all right here we go you know on you kind of mentality until like the last second um but it was worth it in my opinion for a bunch of reasons First and foremost, and you mentioned it, was just seeing the kids kind of kind of roll back a little mm-hmm. and be kids mm-hmm. and really, like, you know, they were wowed by the magic of Disney, mm-hmm. the experience of it all. It, it is a different world. And you we know, did you, it up. Like, we didn't, we didn't <clears throat> cut corners on a lot of things. Like, we... We went into it knowing that we're not going to go all the time, and we spent money. You know, like, you can do it cheaper, but we we kind of went went big on this trip. Yeah. Um, you know, we stayed on property. We... In a suite. We're... Man, that suites... They're, they're, like, double the price. That's a... Uh, yeah, I get that. That's a bit misleading. Um, it, it, it's a one-bedroom suite. Yeah. But... It, it had a, a bedroom. And a kitchen, uh, and a, a living room, and and we were all crammed in there. It was tight quarters. We were not in like a presidential. Suite. No, 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 no. It wasn't like that big. No. We weren't in one of like the Polynesian bungalows or anything. But we no. You know, it's it's expensive for sure. A, one of the basic hotel rooms yeah, yeah, is expensive. Yeah. You know, right? Um, but yeah, so they were immersed. Yeah. Into the Disney experience, and that was really cool to see. There were. You know, there were meltdown moments, um, exhaustion, frustration out of them, you know, all of that, right? It, but at the end of the day, I think it was worth it to just see the excitement that they had, as you mentioned, in meeting the characters, right? In going on these rides and the experience. Because since we've been, they've... Uh, in my opinion, the the ride game at Disney has really elevated. Um, And these experiences are very well thought out. Which, you know, in my... There's a couple things that that Disney World does really well. Hey, Jack. Jack's here. Oh, 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 oh. Guys, you know who he is. Um, There's a couple things that I think Disney does really well, right? First is, you know, their customer service, I think, is, well, it is second to none. They 
take care of everyone um, and go out of their way to make sure that you're having as good of an experience as you possibly can Mm -hmm. with all the chaos that is going on. Yeah. And two, like with their rides, not only are they good rides, but, and there's weights, don't get me wrong, but part of the weight is part of the story in all of these rides. Whereas you go to Valley Fair and you're trying to ride Wild Thing, you're just standing in a line. And all of their cues or and or lines are interactive. They they wind through something that is telling you the story of the ride you're about to be on, whether it's, you know, the 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 expedition Everest ride and like the story of Yetis and you know, miners looking for a Yeti. Rise of or, Resistance. Or the Rise of the Resistance and, you know, Star Wars and everything that goes into that um, or the Guardians of the Galaxy and like learning about that planet and you know what their mission you know and so it's just it it's all storytelling every almost every inch of every park is part of the story and they do that really well and so like even as an adult as an adult you appreciate it because there's so much thought that goes into it it's not just um Hey, come here, give us a ton of money, and join the rat race. They try to make it enjoyable yeah. as, as often as they can. There's some things that they can't control, mm-hmm. um, but what they can, they do try to control and make it uh, enjoyable for, for everyone. Um, but as you mentioned, with respect to the planning, holy cats. Yeah, it's, it's a, a lot. different level. Uh, and I enjoy planning, but not... I, did, I didn't enjoy planning Disney. Now that I know how it is, I... So what all goes into it? Oh, my gosh. From from your perspective, from saying, all right, we're going to go to Disney. Like, what do you start to do? So, like, I started, um, you know, I wanted to be... I wanted to save money where we could, <laughs> understanding that, mm-hmm. you know, Disney is expensive. So um, I was joining like Facebook groups um, dedicated to planning Disney. And so got a lot of tidbits from that. Um, And I think we started with the, um, we rented DVC points. So you can actually rent points from people who own timeshares with Disney. Um, So you can get a better deal on suites. Because what I was finding Mm -hmm. was these basic hotel rooms at Disney only had queen beds <laughs> and <laughs> I do not like sleeping in a queen size bed with Jeff. He doesn't fit and he hogs the bed. And so I get no space in a bed with Jeff when we sleep in a queen size bed. Sorry. So we um, forked over double the, the cost to have a king size bed because <laughs> mm-hmm. suites are the only ones at Disney that have king size beds. Um, and it gave us our own little space too, which was kind of nice mm-hmm. and a kitchen and a washer and dryer. Um, so that was nice to be able to make some food, um, like breakfasts and things before we'd leave. Yeah. Um, pack our lunches. Yeah. Yeah. To try. So and we save saved a little money. bit. Yeah. Um, and we, we scheduled a couple character lunches or dinners, breakfasts, I should say. Brunches. Sorry. Um, character breakfasts. Um, yeah. And then just, I, the groups, I feel like, um, they give you anxiety because of all of the information sure. that they're throwing at you, but yep. they're also very helpful because it makes you aware yeah. of what 
to pay attention to. And mm-hmm. So I feel like they are beneficial. But, yes, you can become very overwhelmed very quickly in those groups. Yeah. Um, you definitely can't just wing Disney if you want to experience Disney in its entirety. Like, it's not something you can just, oh, I'm just going to go to Disney for my first time and see what happens. Because there's lines for everything. You're going to wait forever for yep. for everything. And um, so we were doing Genie Plus and the lightning lanes or individual lightning lanes and mm-hmm. booking reservations 60 days in advance and waking up at 5 a.m. to book certain things. and Yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, I think you can wing it. You're just, as you said, you're, you're going to ex- miss right. out it, on right. so much. You're not going to experience Disney in no. its entirety. And I don't think... In the four days we were at the park, um, I don't think we missed much no, that I, we yeah. wanted to do. Yeah. You know, there, there were a couple rides that like were down. There was, but. yeah, two rides that we did not get on that we would have liked to, but I don't think either of them made or break, made or broke our experience there. No. no. Um, you know, one being the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which is honestly like one of the only rides at magic kingdom that's apparently cool um but you know we we rode space mountain we rode big thunder you know which were the other two roller coasters there get your roller coaster fixed doing that um and then haunted mansion which you know jack really wanted to go on but i also think he would have uh probably beat his pants pants. or (laughs) shit his pants uh uh, had we gone on it. So, you know, not, not the end of the world that he didn't get to ride that one. And that one was just broken down, but yeah, you know, from a planning perspective, as you said, right, like there's going into it, there's two schools of thought, like staying on property or staying off property. Obviously off property is a little cheaper. Um, we chose on, spend a little bit more money to stay on property. For convenience. Convenience and because we wanted to enjoy ourselves. I yeah, I know when, if you stay off property, you got to rent a car, got to go in, you know, drive in, you're, you're, you're parking. You also feel like trapped there all day. Yeah. And you, you, can't you can't leave. leave. Yeah. Um, because then it's get back in the car, drive, you know, 20, through 30 traffic. minutes through traffic, you know, whatever that might be to get back to your hotel, you know, and so that whole process feels cumbersome. Whereas if you stay on property, you, you know, they have the buses that kind of run all over and take you wherever you want that are honestly pretty good. Uh, there's never a massive wait for any of them. Um, and by staying on property, you get early access to the parks. Right. Which helped us on every day but one. <laughs> on every day but the first, right? Um, because we were able to beat the vast majority of the crowds, not everybody wants to wake up at, as you said, five and get ready and get to the park an hour before it technically opens so that you can get in 30 minutes before it opens to the public and get access to some of these rides. And by doing that, you free up your lightning lanes for other things, right? You can kind of start to strategize how you want to try to get through the parks. And there was one day we we had uh by staying on property you had access to after hours um so that's kind of like the pre right like in the first kind of i think big decision you make and then once you're going right then it's 
as we talk, as I just said, like strategizing how to get through the parks and that became, that's like your next big choice. In my opinion, when you're, you're, you're yes. thinking about Disney is, are you, as you mentioned, we, we don't plan on going often. So we were trying to experience as much as possible. So we were really packing yeah, in the days. We were hauling ass. We bought a stroller for the kids, even though yeah. they, don't need one we bought one because it allowed us to move quickly through the parks and just throw them in there and go because jocelyn's a lollygagger (laughs) um and you know we but to my surprise jack got in there as much if not more than jocelyn did right because it is a lot of like moving around and we and at the end of the day too they were tired yeah three four o'clock they were they were done and we still had to do fireworks at eight nine (laughs) o'clock yeah they were ready to cash out and I think for the most part, by two or three at every park, we had gotten in almost everything that we wanted to get yeah. in. And that was where we were like, all right, do we? is there anything else we really want to see? Mm-hmm. Um, which allowed us to then, yes, there is, or no, there's not. And so we had a day where we were at a park, and we're like, no, you know, we're good here. And we, you know, we bounced back to the hotel, and we kids jumped in the pool, and we got to hang out at the hotel or the resort. Um, but that is a whole nother level of anxiety and planning that is stressful because they have this, this genie plus system, which you have to wake up. You can't book until the day of, you can't start making reservations until 7am. You can only make reservations every two hours or once you've used a, a genie plus reservation and not everything's always available so you, you, you're you're trying to plan that and realistically, like, based on how 7 a.m. goes and the most popular rides versus the least popular rides or whatever, you're, you can be a bit beholden to that. Um, I, for the most part, it worked out for us. Um, it wasn't as awful as I thought it was going to be. I was no. worried about being on my phone the entire time and not... Yeah. Um, being able to be wrapped up in the moment. Um, but yes, it, if you're a planner and you want to kind of plan your route around the park to where you're not bouncing from here to there all the time, it's it's hard to do with the, the new Genie Plus system. Yeah. but And that, that's a thing you have to pay extra for. Yes. Right? And we opted, yes. we opted to pay for it. Um, there's also these individual lightning lanes, which are generally reserved which you also have to pay extra for per person yeah, per ride. There's one ride per park that it's almost always the most popular ride, Mm -hmm. you know? So at magic kingdom, seven dwarfs, mind train at, uh, Hollywood studios, rise of the resistance at, um, animal kingdom. It's uh, flight of the passage, the uh, avatar ride at Epcot. It's guardians of the galaxy. Uh, cosmic rewind and so we opted to do that because it reduced the stress of all right when do we want to get in line when do we want to try and tackle that it just guaranteed that hey we're there we can plan our day around it once we get it um and kind of go from there and you know so that's a, a choice you have to make and we just we said you know what it's you can try and do Disney on a budget. 
I don't know how you would do that and have an enjoyable experience from a lack of being able to do everything to you're just going to be standing in a lot of lines. Yes, to a certain extent. Like, I feel like for us, as I'm just going to call it first-timers because we really didn't do much the first time we went. Yeah, yeah. Um, For us, like, we were wanting to really optimize our time there and experience everything. So, yes, I think um, trying to cut costs and save is hard to do when you're trying to do that. But now that I know what Disney offers and what's there more so, Mm -hmm. um, I think if we were to ever go back in a few years, um, I don't know, maybe we would stay off property in like a a VRBO um, and save costs on that because we're not trying to hit every single ride. You know, we know what rides would be new and what rides we liked the last time. And so we would just try to focus on those. And so we wouldn't have to spend crazy long sure. days there. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, totally. Um, I think when it's your first time, it's it. if you want to, to optimize your time there, yes, it's hard to cut costs. Yeah. But, um, you really have to decide going in like what you're trying to do. Yeah. Are you trying to get everything out yeah. of Disney in this trip yeah. or not? However that... And I will say that's probably what gave me the most, one of the most, the most anxiety out of the planning portion is just researching all the different rides and all the different restaurants and everything that we want to see and do and and experience there. And it's like, there's just so much that I found myself procrastinating Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. researching and figuring out a plan. Anything that you would do differently? Um, so we, our first day was Magic Kingdom and it was really busy. I felt like, um, wait times, like even though we had Genie Plus and everything, um, wait times were just pretty long. Um, and a lot of the Genie Plus options were taken up, um, for later times and I don't know we didn't we unfortunately we went hard we went early we went hard all day and that was our first day and um our kids were exhausted by like what was it we tried to hold out the whole day until fireworks and it was like Mm -hmm. six o'clock and my kids had just had enough and so we ended up going back to the hotel room we didn't get to stay for the fireworks which I'm kind of bummed about um, yeah. so I think in retrospect, we should have taken a half day, like a, a half day break and then gone back for mm-hmm. the fireworks. But instead we tried to push through mm-hmm. for the whole day and it, it just wasn't happening on the first day. Right. Yeah. And that, that's part of the whole, you're trying to get everything in. Right. Yeah. And yeah, for me, for sure. Not seeing the magic kingdom fireworks, which are by far their best fireworks show. Right. Um, we got to see all the others like Epcot and Hollywood, but yeah, um, yeah, we were, because you're you're trying to do everything, Mm -hmm. you know, and look like Magic Kingdom, um, to me, it's it's the worst park that they have. 
I yeah. think it's cute to walk through and look at. Uh, like I don't. It's nostalgic. Um, no, do they have the best rides? No, but they have a lot of characters, and they have. It's nostalgic. Yep, and agree, agreed. And that's where. And it's for younger kids. Hundred percent. It's for four year olds. The rides are. The rides are for babies. The everything's the park for is, four year olds. Yeah, but the, it's nostalgic for even like a forty eh. year old who yeah, for thirty minutes. Sure. In but, my opinion, it, for, it's for thirty minutes. Like seeing it and kind of, I'm just like, okay, yeah, I saw it, great. But it's also big. It's a big park. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It is. And they're make they're you know they're adding this new Tron ride, which is going to be, you know, honestly, it's going to be dope. It looks fucking cool. Um, and so they're they're adding some excitement to that par- park from a ride perspective. But you know, to me, that park is almost entirely unchanged from where we were nine years ago. Yeah. Whereas every other park has added to been added to significantly, which I understand that was their first park. That, you know. So there, there's not a ton of space, but almost every ride there is pretty, pretty boring, pretty tame. Um, from a lot of things that came out a long time ago, and so yeah, there's a ton of nostalgia factor, and we just got wrapped up in, in my opinion, we got wrapped up that first day in trying to maximize, right? And hey, let's, oh, we got a genie plus for, uh, you know, Peter Pan's flight. We we can go do this character. We can go do the. You know, it was like you know. Looking back, yeah, we should have called it at two. Yeah. And been like, yeah, we're good. We do not need to go on uh, under the sea, Mer- Little Mermaid under the sea, you know, fucking seashell thing, which I took a nap on. Um, I think Jocelyn enjoyed that one, though. She liked looking at the characters. Great. that Awesome. <laughs> we should have prioritized that then, if that would have been, you know, well, that's just it. We just and didn't that, research. Yeah. We didn't do the research on the rides there. This is yeah. the learning thing, right? Yeah. Is knowing, trying to have a game plan and say, this is what, you know, my kids are going to enjoy more than some, more than something else and prioritize that because yeah, stay even, and our kids did awesome. Yes, they, they really right? did. Like as a whole, they did awesome. But that first day it was tiring was a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was tired. We were tired too. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I was ready to fucking go. I didn't. I, I feel like, like you were more so than the kids. <laughs> I mean, I was willing to. You know, look, I, I was in it. I was willing to stay, yeah. um, but I also could see them and just be. And in my head, I'm like, "Shit, we got three more days of this ahead of us." Yeah. <sighs> if we stay through the fireworks, how much is that going to wreck us the next day? And the next, you know, and, you know, what was that cascading effect going to be for the rest of the trip? And so I'm glad we made the decision to, like, bounce because it was necessary. Um, But, yeah, to your point, it would have been much smarter now in hindsight to say, all right, we're going to hit these rides. Who gives a shit about, you know... Uh, Peter Pan's flight or whatever. We don't need to see that. Um, we'll skip out on some of that and we'll come back because it's more important to see the fireworks at night. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say too, uh, you know, when planning, like picking a property, if you're going to stay on property, um, that's closest to the park or parks 
that you find that you want to spend your most time at um, or that you value the most would probably be beneficial. So um, like we, we chose um, the boardwalk resort because mm-hmm. It was within walking distance to Epcot and then um, also Hollywood Studios. Studios. Yeah. And it, you know, it was just a, it's a fun area as well. So they have a lot of entertainment and things going on. Which to me, those are the two best parks they had. Um. But if you want, if you find yourself really wanting to go to Magic Kingdom, then I would stay probably at, you know, like the Contemporary or Polynesian or one of those. Yep. Absolutely. Um. Any, like, what was your favorite part of it? I mean. <laughs> the most, what was your most memorable experience of, like, the Disney World trip? Not necessarily the beach. I, you know, everybody knows what a beach is like. Mm-hmm. But Disney World specifically. I honestly, I really enjoyed every park for its individuality. Like, um, so Magic Kingdom, like I said, I know that's Jeff's least favorite, and it's, I guess you'd say it's probably mine as well, just because they don't have a ton of fun rides. But um, there's a lot of nostalgia there. I I mean, it's cute, like, seeing all of the different areas and Mm -hmm. um, storefronts and restaurants that they um, uh, theme. It's cute. But, um, and like I said, I would have liked to have seen the the show (laughs) at the end. Um, And the parade was cool there. Mm-hmm. Um, that was cool. Um, but then like Hollywood studios has star Wars land and I'm not into star, star Wars. Wars. Land. What is what, star Wars world? Uh, I think it's Galax. It's called galaxy's edge. Oh, okay. But yes, it's, it's star Wars theme. As you can tell, I am a star Wars buff, <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool. And I'm not even into star Wars. Like I've seen maybe one or two movies for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, but it was a, it was a cool immersive experience and Jocelyn got to, I get to go with Jocelyn and build a, a little droid. She got to pick out all the parts and mm-hmm. um, the little personality for the droid. And mm-hmm. she had a lot of fun doing that. Um, and Jackson got to go with Jeff and build a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Um, again, those are extra costs, which are way overpriced. But again, we wanted to do it up and we, we wanted the kids to have a, a fun experience. So yeah. we did it and it was fun. I think it was, I guess you could say worth it. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> um, it's worth it in totality. Yeah. Right. Individually. Yeah. No, but when you're there, uh, again, like just talking about like their ability to tell stories, right. You, you enter this portion of the park and it's just so dramatically different than the rest of the park. Mm-hmm. You definitely feel like you're in yes. another space and everything is themed for it. Mm-hmm. They're, they they have these like power inverters all over, which is what you see in the Star Wars movies, like in these little outpost areas. They, they even uh, went so far as to, you know, the drink stands. You, yeah. you, you're not buying a Coke bottle. Yeah. They, they got different packaging. The writing is different on it, um, that it, it fits in with, Star Wars, you know, myth mythos or canon, whatever you want to call it. And if you were watching a movie and you saw that in there, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that looks like something they drink in the shows or the movies. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, the stormtroopers are yeah, walking, walking around, around. That's fun. And, and they're talking, yeah. you know, they're talking smack to people. Yeah. And then there's people that are walking around that are part of the, the quote unquote resistance mm-hmm. and are asking you, you know, you know, and so they're, they're just, they play it up yeah. and they do it right. And all the characters never, you know, no one breaks character and it's, it's just awesome. Um, and you know, you're on that rise of the resistance ride and, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're not yelling at you, but you're a prisoner and like, they're, you know, kind of like for, you know, pushing you along and like, it's just, it's just so well, they did that park very, they, they did. did it so well. They did. Um, and then you take on Toy Story Land. Yeah. And that was cute. Very cool. Like, it's mm-hmm. like you're transported into Andy's bedroom mm-hmm. and, you know, there's uh connector sets everywhere mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just, they know what they're doing. Yep. Yeah. But other thoughts you had, man. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, so the, you know, I enjoyed that, and then um, Pandora, um, the new mm-hmm. Pandora area in Animal Kingdom, that was super cool with yeah. the floating islands. The floating island, yeah, the Hallelujah um, Mountains. Yeah, I mean, just in the ride was the rides were awesome too. But um, and then it was also cute too. The kids enjoyed um, collecting the little explore wilderness explorer badges. So you mm-hmm. go visit different areas of the Animal Kingdom Park, and yeah. They teach you about various animals and this and that, and they earn a badge, and they have this little booklet that you collect stickers in. So they yeah. enjoy doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like, and then Epcot, um, they have the new, what's it called again? Guardians of Gar- the Galaxy yeah. ride. I, I've not seen that movie, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> what? <laughs> but the ride was fun. It was it was a fun ride. It was probably my favorite ride. For sure. Um, it was the kids' favorite ride. Mm-hmm. Um, in Epcot, you know, it's just fun for especially adults to go around and see all the different countries. And drink. <laughs> yeah, and try their food and drink. And, and drink. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I, uh, 100%, right? Like, I, they, they've added enough recently for adults our age, my age, to kind of nerd out a little bit. Yeah. Um, again, just, not like I was freaking out um, over seeing things, but it was very just like, man, that's really well done. Like they're they're doing awesome mm-hmm. uh, with this, however you, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, to creating these spaces that are immersive in that movie universe. Yeah. However you want, you know, whatever we're we're calling that, and um, so for me, you know, I know. I think I, I enjoyed Hollywood Studios probably the most. Um, that was day two for us because we got to do all the cool rides except uh, Hollywood Tower of Terror. Yeah. We took a break midday, came back for the show that night, mm-hmm. right? And so it wasn't – we just – we learned from day one. And it wasn't as, uh, you know. Exhausting. Exhausting for us all. Um, Yeah, ride-wise, Guardians of the Galaxy is, if you're going, get on that. Uh, They had this virtual queue that you could try to join. Yeah, which is free. Which is free for anyone. But you got to get on there right right away. Right away. Um, and then that you can also purchase the lightning lane. So we did, we were able to do both. We were able to join the virtual queue later in the day. We did the lightning lane earlier 
Um, but that ride's like a really nice blend of a good roller coaster and kind of the story, the story, cinematic theming kind of thing, thing, like Star Wars: Rise of the Resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rise of the Resistance ride was really cool, but it wasn't that thrilling. No, it was just cool. It was more of an experience, just an experience for, for sure. People who like Star Wars, for sure. Yeah. Um, Whereas that was a cool ride with a cool story and cool visuals and yeah, everything. It was actually a fun ride. For sure. Um, and then, yeah, I just truly enjoyed all the other parks outside of Magic Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't emphasize that enough. I, I, He's really dogging on <laughs> animal like kingdom. I don't, You know, I'm, I'm not, I don't know, this is what it is. Um, okay, for, I mean, he's hating on it. I, I still, I think Animal, or Magic Kingdom is nostalgic. I, I enjoyed it for that reason. But. Yeah. And it, it was cool to see the kids mm-hmm. uh, excited about it uh, and, and dive into Disney. Um, but yeah, it just. The rides didn't do yeah, it Yeah, I think, yeah, correct. The rides don't to me, make it worth it to walk around there. And and all the lands are very kind of like nondescript. A lot of it's outdated. It's, yeah. a, it's older. It It's not as, to me, it's just not as immersive yeah. as the other parts. It needs, it needs a little bit of an update. So, so. For sure. Um, I think one of the things I was surprised, I shouldn't even say surprised most about, because I know some people who go to Disney fairly often um, are the amount of like shirts. Shirts? Like family. I mean, we did that. Shirt th- no, I know. Yeah. I know we did. Yeah. But I, nine years ago, it was sort of a thing. And obviously, like with Etsy and, you know, yeah, there's because, these yeah. crickets and all, it, like everybody is like doing it now. Um, and, but man, like if, feels like everybody's got yeah something like that going on and you know it's kind of cool to see um the different ears and the yeah yeah the different ears you can get and different stuffed animal type things that you can wear and uh, like i don't know yeah thing i was most lots of merch (laughs) yeah oh my god yeah thing i was most shocked about was how into it some adults are yep like holding up lines of yep. little kids so they could yep. talk to a character for a long it's time. It's not real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sp- Which, again, if that's your thing, more power to you. Uh, you know, <laughs> yes and no, right? Like, it took a lot for me to not They're say anything. They're paying customers. I know. It took a lot for me to not say stuff, though. You know, like, you're uh, an adult. You know this shit is not real. Calm the fuck down, human. Right? Um, from the parades, like I remember, we were watching a parade. I'm just looking across the parade route, standing there. All the adults, especially are in the Magic front row. Kingdom, like standing there, you know, kind of fuming that I can't have a drink because I found out you cannot really get a drink at Magic Kingdom. I thought you could. Of late, they they just only serve it in the sit down restaurants. Um. And just looking across the parade route and seeing these adults, like, frantically waving their hands to try and get a Disney character to wave back to them. 
and and I, and I I I was. Do you think they were doing that for their kids? Originally, I was like, all right, I'm giving people benefit of the doubt here. And I start scanning for a kid. There's no kid by him. They're just other adults. They're, there's no children in front of them. They're just like 50-year-old women <laughs> waving at Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, I'm like, God damn. <laughs> Wow. Uh, and then, and then even more, the one that really stood out to me that really pit, like made me angry was when we did that character breakfast at Ohana and that woman and her daughter who were right behind us, mm-hmm. she had met everyone. And so for context, you, they basically seat people in like these waves where you will get your breakfast um, and you will get an opportunity to meet all of the characters. And all the characters have handlers that kind yeah. of walk. Cast members that walk Sorry. them through. Sorry, yes. Speed up the process. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just kind of keep things moving. And um, the cast members came through, and they're like, have you met so-and-so yet? Have you met so-and-so yet? And this woman, she's like, yes, we've met all of them, but this one. And that was the next one. And... They're asking that because they're trying to turn the tables. Mm-hmm. Like a server is trying, and I, re, I just respect the service industry, right? In that, you know, don't go to a restaurant, order, go, don't go to a Mexican restaurant, get water, get the free chips and salsa, and, and maybe one hours. person um, orders one thing that you have to pay for and sit there for five hours. You're fucking over somebody's, like, income. And they were done. They were done eating and drinking. And... They had met all the characters but one. That one comes through. And again, they're trying to turn this table. Like our section is essentially, as soon as these characters have gone through, it's clearing out. And we had like three more to go. And they were all, you know, five, ten minutes behind that person, that one. And so she meets this one character. And she sees that the two, two of these characters that she's already had a chance to engage with. Now, this is the mother I'm talking about, not the child. They're close behind, and she doesn't leave. And she waits, and she waits, and she's... We're taking pictures of our kids with these characters she's already met, and she's photobombing in the background, standing up like a giddy school child to meet Stitch again. It's like, you loser. No. I'm sorry. Like, once you're doing that, like, you've met them already. And again, you're an adult. You're not the child in this situation. You're the adult. Set examples, right? Like, be aware of other people and other humans who are trying to, like, do their job and turn these tables and get people in there, you know, and just hanging around and, like, getting more and more pictures. And it's like, God, grow up. Sorry, it, it just... That that one really like. Up, it, Tell it us how you really me, feel. But it, I just, just I was yeah. stunned by that level of behavior out of an adult in one of those situations. Like, fucking nerds. Sorry. Like, I, I just didn't. I don't understand. Some people that. are just really into Disney. I, that's one thing I found on Again, those. Again, you met it all. They met them already. I, like, I, I'm not upset at the adult waving at a character. I think it's super strange. <laughs> 
in something that I would not do, but to essentially like take up someone else's time yeah, is inconsiderate. Correct. Mm-hmm. Again, for make believe characters, <laughs> we're not we're not talking about you know holding up the illusion of Santa. I, should, I shouldn't say that's allowed, or you know something like that that our kids believe. Like all the all, even all the kids know that they're fake. Like, that they're not real. Right. Right. And so, like, I'm, I'm sorry. Anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything that you were, like, shocked by? Like, <laughs> maybe not to the level I was upset about. <laughs> I mean, I will say, I do, I do remember, like, a, a guy holding up the line of kids to meet Joy. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, and he was having this really long conversation with a character who doesn't speak. Like they're not allowed to talk. She was miming things, I guess, to him. I don't know, but he was nodding her head and waving, having the longest conversation with her. And it was—he was a you know thirty-five, forty-year-old man. Yep, just having a conversation. (laughs) I found that kind of shocking. With joy, but um, telling her about his trip to Disney, like all of it, and it was just like, oh boy. I mean, again, you know, to each his own. but yeah, it was just kind of, you don't typically see men, especially yeah. um, super into the characters. But um, yep. so that was it was different to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you see all sorts of different people there, though. Um, it's a little melting pot there. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, shocking. I don't know. I think I think Disney was what I kind of expected. It sure. it was better than what I expected. Yeah. I thought it was going to, I, I honestly kind of thought it was going to be more miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had fun. Yeah. I had a fun time. It, especially just seeing it through the eyes of our kids. Yeah. Like knowing that they had a fun time and yep. making it special and memorable for them. Like it was, um, it was a good mm-hmm. time. Yep. I had fun. And I, and I could see, I, I kind of told myself going into this, like, oh, this is a one and done with all the planning. I was yeah. just uh, dreading mm-hmm. it. Um, but I could see us ourselves going back. Not to the full extent that we did. Correct. Um, but going back and experiencing maybe any new rides and just kind of taking in more of the the atmosphere and um, mm-hmm. environment. For um, sure. For sure. You know, a few years, five years down the line. Correct. Yeah. I I also enjoyed, I enjoyed it as a whole. Um, other piece of advice I would give anybody who's going is make sure you have a rest day in there. Yeah. Don't yeah, go we four did straight that days. Yep. Uh, we did two days. We got there um, early in the day, um, experienced Disney Springs, and then we um, did two days. We did Magic Kingdom and then Hollywood, Studios. Hollywood Studios, and then we did a rest day, and then we did Animal Kingdom, and then Epcot. Yep. And then we left the next day and drove to did Disney Springs again and then drove to the beach. Mm-hmm. And finished out yeah. a few days there. Yeah, I, 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 in my head, like going in, it was always going to be like, "Hey, this is the one time we're doing it." Um, agreed. I could see going back. Mm-hmm. Not. Would you want to stay on property? Would you stay off? Mm, depends. Mm-hmm. Depends on where we're at, uh, kid wise. Um, hi, Jocelyn. Um, and what what they're into? Yeah. But I could see us going back and being able to more leisurely take in the parks. Yeah. Saying we want to do a couple rides here or there. Yeah. Prioritizing what we know we want to prioritize now. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, taking breaks during the day, swimming in the pool, mm-hmm. you know, relaxing more. 
Uh, and maybe bringing like grandparents this for next sure. time. Yep. And just not making it as go, 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 yeah. go, 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 go. Yeah. But yeah, I would, and I, I would also just recommend it. If you have kids, it's yep. something. It's I, like a I, rite of passage. <laughs> yeah, you, you want to do, they'll get a massive kick out of it. Mm-hmm. And go into it yeah. with lower expectations, like not expecting too much out of it. So Correct. that way you're not disappointed. And and understanding that it's exhausting and that kids are going to have emotions and they're going to get tired and the adults are going to get tired mm-hmm. and have emotions. So, For sure. you know, giving grace where it's needed. Absolutely. Did you have fun at Disney World, Jocelyn? Yeah. What was your favorite ride? Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. That was a fun one, wasn't it? Who was your it? favorite character you met? Vanellope or Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Would you want to go to Disney World again? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shocker. Shocker. Yeah. Um, Are you glad you did the beach afterwards? Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Dad? This was something that um, Jeff was not very keen on doing after. For two reasons. Yeah. One, <laughs> that made the trip longer. Yeah. Which, you know, we work for a living. And so <laughs> taking that much time off is just kind of like, oh, man, like, how's that going to be viewed? Like 10 days in total. Yeah. You know, it just the pressures of work um, definitely, like, impact that. But then also... It's adding, you know, more cost. More, more cost onto the trip, and you're rolling the dice. Mm-hmm. With the weather. With the weather, because it was, the intention is to hang out at the beach, and if the weather is not good, you're just stuck in a hotel room in another city. And We lucked out. We got lucky mm-hmm. on all fronts. The weather back home was terrible. The weather where we were at was great. Um, but then on the day we left. It rained. Was what would have been my worst nightmare. It was just raining. And cooler, <laughs> and we would have been stuck in a hotel room with no. To go they have other to things do. to do. Like if you, <laughs> you could yeah. go to the aquarium, Again, to you could pay more money. Yeah, right. Like, and that that's that's what. And I'm not anti spending money to have fun by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. But it's man, when we're dropping already a lot, shelling out a, yeah. a ton, yeah. it's like, man, is this 100 percent necessary? And I will say, it was nice to take a couple Decompress. days to relax. Mm-hmm. Uh, last day, I was bored as hell. Yep. And ready to get back to like, You're getting kind of crappy life. pants. <laughs> well, I was just, you know, look, like I know that's not life, like being on permanent vacation. And part of me was just kind of getting antsy and itchy and ready to, you know, jump back into things. This, you know, work, David, you know. Whereas you know. I'm the opposite. I was relishing in it sure. as long as I could, knowing sure. we were going to be going back to three degree weather. Mm-hmm. 100%. I get it. I was trying to soak up as much of it as I could. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah. I mean, that was that was fun. This was fun. Yeah. Thanks for jumping on, Jim. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, everybody listening, thank you for taking the time. Hope you enjoyed this one. I know it's a little different than what I normally do. So, yeah. Like, comment, share, subscribe, rate, share with your friends, even though you're all my friends. Um, yeah, and uh, until next time, everybody be good. <laughs> <laughs>